Hi everybody, today you will listen to a conversation I had with Eduard de Wilde, a very experienced and knowledgeable entrepreneur and biohack. He explains the first pillars one should look at when they want to optimize their health, and he shares many more insights on how he biohacked his illness. I highly appreciate it that you're listening to the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can do that by turning on notifications on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It helps me to invite bigger and better guests. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. morning eduard happy to have you on the podcast we already know each other we organize the biohacker meetups in the netherlands you don't like it when people announce you as the biohacking father of the netherlands Um, (laughs) but reminds uh, me of someone else (laughs) (laughs) exactly but yeah you are a profound name in the dutch biohacking industry uh well-known brand nordcoat and a very helpful web shop live healthy could you introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, and what, what do you want? Uh, t- talking about the Edward and the biohacking or, or just about me as a person? Well, why I wanted to speak to you today is because, yeah, you are well-known in the Netherlands as a biohacker. And what I al- always like to hear from biohackers is how they got into biohacking. What is their backstory? Were you always so invested in your health yeah that's a good question as most of the the biohackers there's a black spot uh, and and the black spot that brought me into biohacking because i was not interested in health at all because health was just a given at the time as most people have and and it happened in 1999 when when i went to cameroon and cameroon uh, is a black spot in the malaria world because the this the it's, in fact it's the red circle and so i had to take lariam as a anti-malaria prophylaxis and when i went into cameroon we flew there with uh, little cessnas and i just sat in the in the back seat there was no issue at all i took the lariam and when i came back i had a very severe side effect a panic and a anxiety disorder and the moment that I came back to the Netherlands again, I didn't even dare to go into a big Boeing 747 anymore because I was so afraid that I would die when I would enter the airplane. And when I you know, walked on the street, I thought I would die on the spot. So it was a very, very severe panic disorder. And that was at the moment that I became a partner in the consultancy company. So I was a, a digital strategy consultant at the time. And so it was a very bad timing because when you are a partner in a company and in 2001, you had the collapse of the economy, the internet bubble, you know, it, it went all wrong also with the company, a lot of stress. And yeah, and that brought me into the journey of healing myself. And, you know, as most people do, they go to the medical doctors and ask for help. So I went to the psychiatrist and he gave me antidepressants, but that didn't help. Although I've been eight years on antidepressants, but, you know, at at that time, I just trusted the medical, you know, the, 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 the medical doctors and I just did what they told me to do. And then I went to the psychologist, all kinds of therapies, they, they wanted to believe me that I just had a burnout. And, and so I, the first year I did all kinds of therapies to heal myself from a burnout, but I, I didn't feel burnout uh, because I had a lot of energy. So at a certain time I thought, okay, what the hell is happening? I'm, I'm here, I'm full of energy, but I just have that, that, that burning headache of tension. And, you know, I wasn't able to to function uh, at my work and and even privately I, I couldn't function at all so i worked for two hours a day and for the rest of the day i was just recovering from those two hours and but that was because of the tension in my head so that what that, that what drained my energy and and then at a certain moment another medical doctor told me he asked me what did i take when i went to cameroon and then i told him that i took lariam and then she said okay you know, that's it because it's a known side effect of Lariam and they didn't know that before. 
So I dived into the, the literature, I researched the internet, and then everything, you know, came clear to me, became clear to me. And, and then I searched for all kinds of treatments to, yeah, to heal myself from that panic disorder and different from, you know, burnout uh, treatment. Uh, and you can name a medical treatment or a, an alternative medical treatment. And I tried it. I, I, I think I tried almost 40 different therapies and most of them, they, they helped a little bit, but it didn't solve my issue. And, and after six years, I came back to the psychiatrist and he said, okay, it, it is damaged. Your brain is damaged. So the, it's, it's, it's a problem with your neurotransmitter and you just have to accept it. You just have to learn to live with it. And when you are that age, 35, I thought, okay, this, you know, you have a family, you have a professional career. I thought, okay, this is not the way I want to live my life because it's, you know, you, you can't handle that for, for that long period. And so I, someone mentioned to me, maybe you should focus on your lifestyle and, and Mark Sisson's daily apple could be a very inspirational source for you. So I looked at Mark's daily apple and then I read all his blog posts and, and I thought, wow, this is a, a completely different way of, of looking at, at, at food and exercise and, and all that stuff. And I started to implement the things that he mentioned. I bought all his books. The Parma Blueprint was the first book. I think it, it's not called a biohacking book, but if you ask me, it is a real biohacking Bible. And I, what I said, I, I started to implement all the things that he mentioned, and I f felt immediately uh, success. Me immediately, I felt positive effects. Uh, I got more energy, and and gradually, my panic disorder became more, you know, more. I don't, I don't know if it's an English word, handleable. <laughs> I could deal with it more, and I thought, okay, if this is the way to get success. Then I have to dive into it. I have to listen to more people in that biohacking scene. So I followed people like Rob Wolf and Tim Ferriss and Ben Greenfield. And in the end, I discovered Dave Esprit. And Dave Esprit, 2010, he started with Bulletproof Radio and I tried all his products. I started to drink Bulletproof coffee and he learned, I, I learned about the, the whole principles of biohacking. Because that, that was the first one who framed the word biohacking for a mass audience. And, and then, you know, each year I felt that improvement. And, and after about seven years, I thought, okay, I'm feeling so good now that I think I can consider myself healed. So in 2008, I decided to stop with the antidepressants. I thought, okay, you know, it's a poison that doesn't help me. I just, quit and and at that time i practiced chinen kigong and i went to a weekend a retreat a chin retreat with one of the main teachers from china and it was a profound experience so when i went to the retreat i said okay now i stop you know a cold turkey with antidepressants they say that you have to 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 diminish it slowly to to fight the side effects of you know the getting rid of it and but I did it cold turkey, went into the weekend, and the one way, I, I don't know how to explain it, but there was a, that massive chi that the Chinese instructor was generating. It was, I don't know if you know the concept of chi, but when you mm -hmm. do the movements, it, you, it, it felt like a thick layer. And so you were moving through something that was tangible one way or the other. And, and I think that was a massive aid to get me off the antidepressant cold turkey. Did the uh, other participants also experience that in the same yeah. way, or did you also contribute it to stopping with the medication? No, I think it was a profound experience for everybody. And yeah, it's, it's what I said, it's very hard to explain what, what you feel, but yeah. And, you know, and so back to 2015, I thought, okay, now I consider myself healed. I thought, biohacking is the thing for me to improve myself even further because I discovered that I even had more energy than when it all happened 15 years 
before. And from that on, I started to use it as a performance tool and to increase my cognitive performance, to have constant energy during the day and, and you know, to to reach the, the peak performance state and also as an anti-aging instrument because, yeah, when you grow older, you want to to grow old in a healthy way and, and stay active as long as possible. So that's that's my main focus at the moment. Fascinating. Also inspiring how you did that with becoming so severely ill. I, I, I cannot imagine how hard that must have been for you, but also your environment, your private life when something physical or mentally impacts you so severely. Uh, what I find interesting in, in your story uh, where you started with is that when a doctor gives you advice on how to do something or even tells you, well, this is just how it's going to be, yeah. uh, that, that there was something inside of you that was like, no, it, it, it's not going to be like that. It, it, there must be another way. And I think that that describes you as a person as well. But what what is that in you that you thought there must be another way? I think a lot of people can learn from that. Yeah, I think it's it's more about not accepting the idea that it that I should live forever like this. And so so there was no choice. And and I thought, okay, I I, I only accept it when I tried everything imaginable. And and I I so I had the idea that there was so much more to explore, and 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 when I discovered all those different approaches to to your lifestyle, and I thought, okay, first I have to try this, and and if that if that doesn't help, then maybe I could ex- accept that it will not go away, you know, for the rest of my life. But it's I think it's also more of a characteristic thing that I don't accept things as a given that I always have the idea that you can change things. Although maybe some things can't be changed, but still I think I can change it. I, I try to, to change things. And, and also, it's also fun. So you, you can talk about it in a dramatic way, but trying things, experimenting with all those different tools, different biohacks, I, I like it just as, as a way of living. And and it's it's just like you know I play golf. Golf is is uh, my my favorite sport, and and maybe I will never get better in it, but still I try. And and just trying, experimenting with my golf swing, trying all new kind of things, learning from the expert, learning from the pro golfers, and and see if I can implement it in my in my golf swing and 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 you know in the activity as such. It's it's fun. So it's it's. It's not only about the goal, but but I really like the process of improving things. Well, I think that uh, that shows in your business as well, and of course in your health, because you uh, come off as a very healthy, energetic person. There's there's a business guy I always listen to. He he calls life the game, and business is a game. And I think it is funny when I meet non biohackers. <laughs> that they are always telling me, oh, you're so busy with your health. And I'm like, it's so strange that people are always trying to optimize their marketing, their sales, HR, all those kind of processes in their business, but they are not, it's not a natural thing to do with their own body. Like they're not thinking in processes when it comes to their health. That's a, that's, that's a very interesting topic. Uh, why, why? Is it so? And uh, in my discussions with those people, and and because I, I th- those remarks, you know, I, <laughs> I I've I've had it all the time. I think it's it's mainly because they, one way or the other, they feel offended by it because because if you if you talk about it and you talk about the benefits of changing your lifestyle, then they apply it to themselves and then they think, okay, but. If I have to lower my carbs, if I don't uh, eat processed foods anymore, if I have to eat whole foods, if I don't, you know, drink alcohol that much anymore, I can't enjoy my life anymore. So they 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 have fear for it, and and they are f- afraid of changing their lifestyle because they think that's no fun anymore, and. I once was invited at TL 
Boulevard. Uh, they did an interview with me about uh, Bible. And then the panel with Dutch celebrities, they said, whoa, that guy must have a boring life. <laughs> and uh, it's no fun anymore. And, and they were, you know, it's that, offen- that, that reaction of feeling offended by it. And then, you know, I, I always invite people to just try uh, to change it and see how you feel. And, and you know, living this lifestyle, it doesn't mean that it, it's, it's not tasty, it's not fun anymore, because, because you really can enjoy uh, the food. You just have to, to experience it. And when you experience it, then you say, okay, wow. And just with very small, you know, incremental steps, you, you can implement it and just see, okay, if, if you can still enjoy your food and at the same time feel the benefits of it, then gradually, yeah, in, in, my, in, you know, in my, in my situation, you become addicted to it because it's, it's, it feels so nice. It, you know, it's, I always say, how you feel normally is not normal and and everybody can benefit from you know feeling and and and, and creating an upgraded self of, of yourself and yeah and and having more energy and and being able to do more things in life that you enjoy and, uh, and but but uh, it's a huge step for people to to make that decision and and another thing that i want to mention about the attitude of of changing yourself it's it's also about the stoic way of living and and seeing adversity as a challenge to find new ways and it's also about business so that it, it's also that you that you have to enjoy the issues that you face to enjoy the the possibility that you can solve those issues and that you find solutions for those problems and then you can find other ways that bring brings you in territory that you have never been and and discover that maybe it's a better territory than where you were before. And and I think that's also very important and a beneficial way to, to look at life and uh, and to see okay, if bad things happen, what can I do to improve it, to solve it and and see what nice things can happen because of it. And, and if you don't have that attitude, then I, I don't recommend people to start a business uh, because it happens all, all the time, every day, every hour, whatever. It, the, the, there is something going wrong. And if you, if you in a negative way are affected by it, then you really get burned out very fast. But if you look at it as an opportunity to solve it, then it's, it's, it's almost fun to do it. Like a game. Yeah, maybe biohacking is being somewhat of an entrepreneur with your own body. Yeah. Maybe we can put it that way. I mean, you've told me a couple of things that you've encountered, like challenges with your business. And I can imagine that when you approach it the wrong way, wrong quote, quote unquote, that it can be that you you are willing to give up. Because yeah. the things you told me could, could be quite challenging. Yeah. And and the same with your health. So I think that, at least for me, biohacking is also a form of personal leadership or accountability. That You take accountability over your own health and you make your own choices. And I think that combined with you being able to deconstruct things so easily and make it fun uh, are a very successful combination for your business and for your health as well okay so you had a uh, had adversity in your health and you deconstructed that it's also fun I, I had the same thing with my burnout it was not as severe as you did but when i had a burnout i was like what is a burnout and i tried to deconstruct it and try to understand it which factors impact which factors have impact on a on a burnout and how can i reverse that and to me that is biohacking understanding what is happening in your body and trying to improve those processes in your body to make them work for you i think you did a great way in 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 your uh, illness but you're not famous for your illness you're famous for biohacking anti-aging how did you transition from being ill to anti-aging that's like the quite opposite you're like okay i'm 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 onto something let's let's bring it to the optimal way <laughs> how did you get there 
Yeah, it's it. What what I mentioned when when around 2015, I thought, okay, now I healed myself, but I like the way I feel. So I I wanted to explore other goals. What I can, you know, which I can reach with with the biohacking. And I thought, okay, there are two main goals in my life, and it is to to perform at my best, you know, in my job, in my life, and secondly. To do it as long as possible, and 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 if you look at the you know, the the whole exponential digital developments, you can see that you know the, the the research is speeding up. All the tools are becoming more and more available for for ordinary people. Technologies become more available, so the it, it's a very exciting period where we are living in that that we can really uh, have more you know science based insights in how your body is functioning uh, the whole uh, idea of aging as a disease and um, the pillars of aging and that's all about uh, the so the, the, the damage in your body that is building up and in the end you die and that you all you have all those different pillars of damage and that there's more and more insights how you can mitigate the damage and even you know you can control it or even you can return reverse the damage so that you feel better again and and it's a fascinating topic and we are only you know at, at the moment in the in the stone age of anti-aging and but if you if you look at that at that digital that exponential digital development then we don't know what we can expect in the coming years what kind of new inventions uh, or discoveries will happen what we can benefit from and and that's that's very exciting for me and i i i find it fascinating i find it fascinating too even though i'm i'm 27 i think you i can already start with anti-aging yeah you, you already about... you already started to die exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm already dying let's <laughs> slow that process down a little bit please you touched on Pillars uh, from anti-aging. Do you have a, a couple of general pillars what people can look at when they look to improve their anti-aging? Yeah, so the Raymond Kurzweil is a very interesting approach to aging, and there are certain brackets. So do you have he thinks that you know in twenty or thirty years we will become we will live forever. So that we won't die anymore, and that there will be nanobots in entering in our body, repairing all the stuff, and even reverse the damage that is in there, so that you become younger again. And there are most scientists they they don't believe it. You know, it's 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 a Hartman Kurzweil is is a, a guru, and and most of the time he was right in his predictions. You never know. And in in the decade before become before we live forever, uh, there will be all kinds of interventions uh, that are possible to change your DNA and 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 those interventions. But before we reach that second layer, so then in the second layer you can um, also reverse the damage. Although you can't reverse your age, uh, you have to make sure that you get as less damage as possible so that's that's the whole idea so we have now the next five to ten years to make sure that we preserve our body you know in the best possible way to benefit from the decades after that and and that's your lifestyle and so if you look at the ways to to conservate yourselves and in, in the best way when aging there's things about food to make sure that you eat a whole food diet you can have discussions about the canifor diet or the vegan diet or whatever but i think as a general rule to avoid all the toxins in your food as much as possible you know like the damaged seed oils and eating whole food avoid the processed foods intermittent fasting making sure that you restrict your eating window to give your body the opportunity to repair itself during the night and extend that uh, a little bit during the day and I I have to mention that I believe in in balance. So that's maybe off topic for your question. But if if you look at the people, the thought leaders in the you know in the in the biohacking scene on socials, they most of them they are one trick ponies. And so 
one guy says, okay, everything is about the carnivore diet. You only eat, you only have to eat the carnivore diet and you will be healthy. And then they come up with all kinds of arguments to, to back it up. And then you have the vegan guy or girl. And then you have a, a guy about fasting and you should do one meal a day or you should fast five days a week. You should whatever. Or even you have the guy, I, I, I forgot his name, the snake oil guy. He says, okay, when you want to, re- to lose weight, fast just as long as till you have lost your weight till you reach your goal. Wow. And so five days fasting, two days refeed, then five days fasting, two days refeed, five days fasting. No way. And, and, and then you have the, the cold thermogenesis people. They you have to take an ice bath every day <laughs> and so on and so on. And I believe that you have to be very critical when you follow those thought leaders. You have to think if it makes sense to apply all those principles in the way they advertise it. Because I, I think it's also about balance and, and, you know, it's, it's about hormesis. So most of those tools is about, you know, creating an effect on your body and then, you know, a negative effect. And then your body thinks, okay, uh, something happened. I have to repair myself and then your body becomes better. That's, that's the whole idea of hormesis. It's all the, also the idea about weight training, about cold thermogenesis, about fasting. You know, it's, it's, you put, you know, a pressure on your body and then it becomes better. But if you put too much pressure, pressure on your body, it can have uh, a lot of side effects. And so your body can become too stressed. And then in the end, you, you, you don't reach the goals that you want to accomplish. So, so, I think one of the main things I advocate is is apply the different tools that people are advocating, but listen to your body very carefully and and make sure that you have the balance in place. So I don't think that the ketogenic diet, for example, is something that you have to do all the time. I think you need, especially as a woman, you need to have that carb refeed on a regular basis to make sure that your body can get back to the normal status quo and not being in because ketogenic is in fact a stressor because your body has not enough glucose to to burn and then it starts to tap into your fat reserve and then you create those magical ketones i like to be in ketosis because i i i discovered that i have a better cognitive performance when i'm in ketosis but you have to balance it by adding those carbs on a regular basis and so that's that's something what I can advise the the listeners to to do. So first to and and people who start in biohacking they want to dive you know into it and do all the things that that they learn. At a at a certain moment you have to step back and say okay is is this how do I feel is it bringing me the results that I I wanted to have and 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 but the balanced the, the message about balance is not a very commercial attractive message because because it's you know when you when you are social and you have half a minute to bring your message across then the message okay you should balance it out is not very effective from an, from an audience impact of you so that's that's something that I, w- I want to mention other factors for anti-aging is, of course, exercising. Weight training is very important. And the people who age, they lose their, their muscles. Strength. Yeah. Yeah, the strength. And that's, you know, that's part of aging, but it is not necessary. And, and, and but you have to implement weight training in your regimen. And, and that's something I do on a regular basis. So at least three, four times a week, I, I do my, my weight training, but also moving on a daily basis. So the more you exercise, the more you move, the better it is from an anti-aging perspective. I, I just read some meta research about it, that it's almost indefinite how you benefit from it. And that doesn't mean that you have to uh, exercise, you know, have, lift heavy weights seven days a week for two and a half hours a day. That is not very effective, but, you know, move every day a lot during the day sprint once in a while so the it's it's the it's also about you know the endurance training 
it's it's the movement it's the weight training and and you have to find a combination how you implement that in the week to to benefit from it so that's that's the weight training i think there are very exciting supplements coming on the market uh, that can help you for example with uh, senescent cells and senescent cells that those are the zombie cells that they die but they are not disposed of your of your body and then they become inflammatory and they affect other cells in your body and the more you age the more senescent cells you have and uh, yeah i'm very excited about the idea of like fisetin and quercetin and other compounds that can help you to get rid of those senescent cells sleep is also very important for your body and because in your sleep you repair yourself and and the, when i when i talk with to my friends, you know, about sleep, I, and, you know, they don't measure their sleep and they think that they, you know, they can eat, they have their dinner at 10 p.m., drink a lot of alcohol, and then they sleep for eight hours. Then they think, okay, I've slept eight hours. So what are you talking about? But they don't know about the quality of the sleep at what time their heart rate reaches the lowest point. So that's for me a sign when, when I look at the data. The, the the sooner you get your heart rate to the lowest point during the night, the more the, the more time your body has to repair itself. Because when it's dealing with all those toxins, you know, the alcohol toxins and the food that you have to digest, when your body is busy with it all night, and and you know, I've I've seen in my data that sometimes when I ate late and don't drink alcohol, then my lowest heart rate appeared at 6 a.m. just before I w- wake up. Then I know that my body was busy all night getting, you know, digesting food, getting rid of toxins, dealing with it instead of repairing itself. And, and, and that, that's why I think focusing on your sleep and making sure that you get enough deep sleep and knowing what affects your sleep. Uh, and that's very individual. It's very helpful for regeneration and make sure that you enable yourself you know to to live longer in a healthy way interesting so you yeah, you brought it back to four pillars food exercise supplements and sleep again I, I i love bringing back bigger problems to just a few pillars i think it is difficult for people to when they, when they start figuring out their health to make it that simple because obviously you can bring it you can bring it back to pillars if you don't know where you're looking yeah. but so you're saying when you want to focus on your health you bring it back to those pillars and then you at least cover the basics i think you you i think you cover the basics you can talk about you know all kind of devices for genesis for you know i have a lot of tools for you know to use for my brain also the infrared light the uh, red light therapy uh, saunas cold thermogenesis those are all uh, tools you can use to optimize things but indeed i think that that when you focus on those four basics you can they have to be in place first before you should consider the other things it doesn't make sense to go into an ice bath if you have the other things not in place it it still will be beneficial, but not from a reward point of view. I think that you get the most out of it if you have that the exercise, sleep, and the supplements and the and the food in place, and you know, and then you can start optimizing other things. And people that are not familiar with biohacking and you know, with changing their lifestyle, I I also recommend to to implement just very small steps very you know very you know that's easy to implement because sometimes it's very overwhelming because i i can discuss with you 100 biohacks so okay if you want to have a real you know to be a real biohacker you can have the, the you know the biohacker handbook from the biohacker center and you and and the ben greenfield he he create he wrote a book i think 300 or 400 pages and you can say okay you have to do all of this in order to reach your goals. But then, you know, it's, it's, it's way too big. People, people can't do it. And, and I always say, okay, just focus on your, on your goal. What do you want? Do you want to, 
lose weight? Do you want to age in a healthy way? Do you want to look healthy? Do you want to reach a peak performance? Do you want to be more relaxed? What in the toolbox can help you with that goal? And just start with that, you know, that small hack, implement it, make it a habit. Look if it works for you, measure it. And and when you see that it is helpful for you, okay, then add another hack and and stack those hacks in the course of your life. And in that way, it becomes way more within reach for most people. I think that's very helpful advice. I always say when people come to me for what do I have to do for more energy? How do I optimize my health? I always remind them to this same advice just cover the basics first and then you get 80% right. And when yeah. you get 80% right, you can optimize the other 20%. So yeah, I think you brought that down perfectly to those pillars. I like them. When you want to get to those, that extra 20%, I think it is important to start measuring those pillars, right? How do you do that on a, on a regular? Yeah. In fact, if, if you, if you, if you talk about biohacking, then experimenting and measuring those experiments is, in fact, the essence of biohacking. The third component is science. So I think most bikers, they, they base their experiments on science. It's, it's not, biohacking is not about woo. It's not about just belief. It's, it's about what's happening. What can I see in, in the scientific literature, literature? And, and although it may be only measured on mice, Maybe it works for human beings as well. And I just want to see whether it works. And so that's, I think those are, are the most essential, essential elements of biohacking. And now I forgot your question. The measure, measuring of, the, yeah. of, of those pillars. How do you approach that? Yeah, like so... Three ways or something. Yeah, so the, when, when I do an experiment, for example, when I want to see how I can get in ketosis, then I measure my blood. And so I have, in certain periods, I, you know, for three months, I prick my finger each morning, each afternoon, each evening to, to see if what my blood glucose level was and my ketone level. And so my, my hands were full of, but do now... Do you do it immediately after you ate it or what is that time window? Yeah, it, it, it depends on, 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 on the experiment. So when I was fasting, I, I just did it, you know, in a fasted state and see if I was already in ketosis or not. You know, when I did my five day fasting, I wanted to see how my ketone levels went up during the five day fast. So it's, it's, it's was more, I think, the fixed moment on the day. In the morning, in the in the in the afternoon, in in the in the evening, to see how it evolved during the day. But you can also do it, you know, to see the effect of a, a specific type of food. What happens one hour after eating it, and two hours after eating it, three hours. So that it 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 depends on the experiment that you are running. So I also have the permanent glucose monitor to see what effect the different food has on my glucose level and how faster I can get rid of a spike. And, and if I get, you know, a real, I don't know what's the English word, uh, a dip in my glucose level after eating a certain food. Yeah. Of course, the O-ring is for, for me very important. I've been wearing the O-ring since the start, since it was bought on the market. It's the third generation. Very, very helpful to see what activities during the day, what effect it has on your sleep, but not only on your sleep, but also for recovery and uh, the HRV, for example, in the morning to see, I, I check it to see what impact it, it has. I have measured my DNA to see how my genetic makeup influences my, my performance. I discovered that I, for example, have a low metabolization of caffeine. So after that, I decided to stop drinking coffee after 10, 11 a.m. so that it can get rid of my body before it is up my sleep. 
and also full timing exercise timing it's very helpful for that i measure my hrf so not only in the aura ring but also i have a inner balance trainer with an app so i can train my hrv because for me as a you know as an think the result of my anxiety and panic disorder my parasympathetic system is very important to watch and hrv is a very important kpi for it and, and i train my hrv on a regular basis myself so i can and that's also cross many people they they wonder so if you if you are missing measuring all of those things then the numbers determine how you feel so when you wake up you look at your data you look at your dashboard and then the dashboard says how you should feel that day but i i always respond that the the data explain to me why i feel this way and it helps me to clarify the the actions you know the 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 relationship between the actions and and the outcome and and for example after training for years so i started hrv training in 2007 with the first generation of the in the balance trainer on the computer i i learned how to breathe in order to increase my hrv and at a certain moment i learned how to feel when uh, my hrv is low so i i can feel it now in my body and the moment that i feel it i can without even being aware of it i can practice Uh, the way of breathing in order to get my hrv back up and uh, so that you can deal with stressful situations before a presentation for example that you breathe that you know how to breathe in order to get your body relaxed again i have a, a ketone ace track a ketone measurement device i like this a lot so i don't have to prick my fingers anymore to mm-hmm. know whether i'm in ketosis or not because it's a very friendly device so so you just have to breathe in it it's a very i think it's a very valid tool to use when you think that being in ketosis is very helpful for you and knowing what impacts it and see what levels you can reach what what more to measure uh, you measure your blood as well yeah yeah twice a year oh really uh, that often yeah i i use the inside tracker and that's in my opinion one of the most sophisticated dashboards that are available inside track is it's an american concept but you can in the netherlands you can buy a test at bloedwijnetest.nl and then upload it in inside tracker and they have a very yeah customer friendly way to show your data and to see how you progress over time so that you can see if some things that you change in your lifestyle uh, have the desired effect and they also give you advice that if you are below a certain threshold of health being healthy how you can improve it so that for the next time that you measure your blood you can see whether it is improved or not and i think it's that's that's what i mentioned before i think you know those tools it 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 empowers the customer the the consumer to get more control over their health themselves and you know 20 years ago the only way to 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 influence your health was going to the medical doctors and to to ask for to ask them to please can you can we do some blood tests or whatever and then most of the time they are very conservative and and i understand it why they are conservative but now when you when you look at all those technologies those blood tests dna tests etc it's 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 so cool that you now as a consumer uh, can can you know collect all those data define your own kpis and and improve yourself yourself and and that's still you know it, it's still complex you know the, the the human body is extremely complex and i admit that it's not always without risk that you know the experiment the experiments that you can do it can be very you can do it it can be very tricky what some biohackers do but personally i most of the time i i'm on the safe side i i i i don't want to be the first one who wants to experiment with some new biohacks that people are raving about i still at first want to wait to see 
and and then I tried myself. Yeah, I think it is interesting to see the whole community doing their own thing and experimenting. I think that's a big factor of biohacking as well. Just like we spoke about earlier, it's a, it's entrepreneurship. So you have to yeah. try new stuff, fail possibly. But I think that most of the biohacks that, that you and I and, and, and the people around us are doing are quite safe. I mean, cold therapy, heat therapy, supplements, I, th- I think it's I think it's reasonable to try and to experiment with those. When you talk about other biohackers, are there some biohackers you look 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 up to? It's maybe a big word, but are there biohackers that inspired you to experiment more or push the boundaries a little? Yeah, most of them I I already mentioned. So it's I, f- I follow people like you know Ben Greenfield. I think it's a very inspirational guy. Tim Ferriss is I think extremely interesting person but also peter etia mark hyman still still people like mark sisson dave esprit yeah it's it's you can see that they they are evolving as well they are exploring new territories not always the 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 things that i like but still you know when you listen to the podcast they they always have or most of the time they they have interesting guests and and that you know that triggers my thinking and and that's what I already said, it's you should not immediately apply those things uh, to yourself. Uh, also, when they exploit their uh, email database and they uh, advertise all those different products, then I think you have to, to do your due diligence yourself first to see if it's valid. But uh, but still, they 90% of my, my inspiration, they come from those guys. And also in, in Europe, Tim Gray and... Marina and Oli Sovievi and I think uh, they all bring a lot to the community and yeah there, but there's an overwhelming you know amount of information so you you have to to make your choices to pick and choose some people think that I'm busy with biohacking 40 hours per week but mm-hmm. I, as you mentioned I I also have a business to run so I, I have to be very careful which topics I choose and which podcast I can listen to. And uh, I can imagine. I think it goes hand in hand if you balance it properly, yeah. right? It, it it enforces the other aspects in your life. I think uh, Dave Asprey is one of. The, I know you you listen to him at least in the past quite a lot, and I think it is important to have a community with crazy people. Quote yeah. unquote for the people that are not listening to have. Crazy people like Dave Asprey at the forefront to experiment and and to do it for the community as well. You need people to do the risky stuff as well, to expand the possibilities and to break dogmas about what is normal and what is not normal. When I first saw Dave Asprey years ago, I was like, those orange glasses, what the hell is that guy doing? Yeah. And what is he doing in that in in an ice bath and fasting that cannot be right right and a few a few years later <laughs> i'm using those glasses i'm doing cold cold therapy i'm fasting a lot and um, i think it is important to have people like that i also think that the biohacker industry maybe i'm biased because we're in it but the biohacker industry is 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 a special one because somehow people are trying to help each other so much as, as they do now. And it's a very, I mean, you can speak for more, more experience than I do, but when you go to America or you go to Helsinki, where you go to Amsterdam, Germany, you meet a lot of the same people, right? It's, it's, it's interesting. It's the same people. It's, it's the same interest. And, and what, I, what I like uh, is that it's so diverse. It's, and there's a big difference in in. Th- in the kind of people at the Biohacker Summit in Amsterdam, and you compare it to the Health Optimization Summit in London and to the Biohacking Conference in the United States. I've been to all of them uh, this year. It's a very different type of people, but they share one common interest, and that is you know, the biohacking or the health optimization. And they have a very positive attitude towards each other. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I, I had dinner with uh, Chris Geddon, and Chris Geddon, Normally, when I would see him on the street, I don't know if I 
would go to the other side of the street. But you know, it's if you if you see it next to each other, then the the there couldn't be a bigger difference than between between him and me. And but we had a very nice conversation, and we we had fun together, and because we share that common interest, and that that is biohacking, and and you know we can talk for hours about it, and 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 I also think that the biohackers are very positive people because they feel energetic, and and Dave Asprey he mentioned it I think already seven years ago that both people are nice people, and I thought okay. That's more of a marketing, you know, mm-hmm. way of, of of endorsing your your brand. But then I thought about the whole ideas of energy and the concept of that you have three energy systems in your body, or no, that that your brain uh, has three layers that needs energy, and that you have your reptile brain, your Labrador brain, and your human brain, and that your body prioritizes. The reptile brain first because you need to survive because that's that's addressing all those basic functions in your body, and the Labrador brain that is about searching for food, for sex, for uh, the basic needs to survive, and then comes the human brain. And the hi- whole idea is that if you don't give your body enough energy, then it gets stuck at the Labrador brain, and you become very primitive in your in your reactions. And that's why people when they are stuck in you know in traffic. Uh, they get annoyed very fast and and behave like idiots. But when you have enough energy for your human brain, then uh, you become more relaxed. You can how do you say it? Relativize. It's, it's hunting with you. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's you you don't have that that instinctive reaction. You can think about it before you react and say, okay, maybe the other person is is in a hurry. And, and maybe he has an issue with his wife or at his work and and he's behaving like that so that you more can relate to the other person and not being not giving that same primitive reaction as a response to other others behavior and i think that that's why when when, when you go to a biohacking conference and all those people take care of themselves they they have that that positive vibe, the, the the positive energy, always when when I visit those conferences, I feel the energy that is in the space. There's no negativity, there's only positivity. And and that's something that is very beneficial. And I can advise everybody to attend those events because it's you have to experience it in order to to understand what, what I mean. Yeah, I agree. I think it is almost enhancing the transformation. And when I went to the summit last year in Amsterdam, it was my first encounter with other biohackers. <laughs> and yeah. it felt like I got home in a new circus. Yeah. And it, yeah. it was uh, it was very, very inspiring, almost touching to see, oh, wait, there are other people that are yeah. interested in those strange, weird habits, eating liver raw liver on a summit and it was a crazy experience and also just very connecting very very nice to connect with people uh, that are on the same wavelength so you are in the space as a biohacker but also as an entrepreneur i'm a big fan of your brand because i i told i think it was Mel or your your wife like it only the packaging maybe you can show it on the on the video if you want to the packaging itself only looks delicious <laughs> i mean look at it it's it's such a sophisticated packaging but then the product itself always tastes very good could you explain why it is such a good product or many products of course yeah we we are very fanatic about getting the best ingredients in it and and that's that's there is no there are no degrees of freedom so so it's Nordcard is my passion. Uh, it's also something that I'm personally, you know, connected with with the brand, and I I want to be proud of it. I I want to to be able to say, okay, th- these are the products that I created, and and if the product is not good enough, then as a person, I feel that I'm not good enough as a person. You know, that's that's so so. This should be for all products 
something that we are very proud of. And so we are, sometimes we, it, it takes one year or two years before we create a product because we are not happy with the sourcing and, and we keep searching for the right source. Uh, for example, for the whey protein, I've been looking at for for one and a half year before we get the right source of you know the, the whey protein from grass-fed cows, organic. You know that that's something, and that then we test it. We are working together with uh, some info who are very very picky when choosing the right products, so they test it and then they come back to us and uh, say, okay, I, I like it uh, or I don't like it. Also, we. We test the formulas. We we check with them. Do you are you sure about all the ingredients that are in it? And so that's so that that's I think one of the main criteria that that we want to be sure that everything is biohacker proof. And yeah, and 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 that works apparently. Yeah, well, uh, that is you you understated maybe whenever I go to a biohackers home or or some event or whatever there is north north coat provided so i think you're doing a great job with the product i was very surprised well not surprised maybe but maybe delighted to see that you were also uh selling uh cacao as well right now the powder yeah. of course you had the bars already but the powder as well with the mushrooms in it yeah so yeah yeah perfect i should i should i want to recommend everybody listening to uh, yeah. It's one one of the other criteria is that it should be functional, so the it, it should be the right sourcing, the right quality ingredients, but also functional, so that every single ingredient should do something for your body, and and that's I'm very excited about the the power cacao because it's tasty but also a very use, useful useful tool to start your morning, you know, with the the right antioxidants in it the 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 flavonoids, the, the, the lion's mane, the chaga, and uh, yeah, to kickstart your day. Yeah, I agree. It's, I, I definitely recommend it for the, everybody who's listening. To wrap it up, we're also organizing an event every other month, the Biohacker Meetup, the official Biohacker Meetup of the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> Next is 3rd of September with Temo Arena, where I just had in the podcast, by the way. And... Yeah, for everybody, why should people come to our meetup? Sell it to the people, Edward. <laughs> it's 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 very simple. The it's about the inspiration that you get from the speaker, but maybe more important is that you can feel the vibe that we just talked about. And what I what I like very much and I'm extremely happy with is that the biohacking meetup is indeed you know a meetup and. And you can see the the like-minded people, the positive vibes that are in there. They are all, you know, happy, laughing, happy that they meet each other again. And just for that experience, I think it makes sense to come to visit and see for yourself. It's We only charge 15 euros. It's not enough to cover the expenses because we want to make it as accessible as, as possible for everybody to come. And... Uh, yeah, and, and it's just about, you know, just three hours of your weekend. And and I'm sure, I, I guarantee that you come back with a positive vibe after it. Well, I think that summarizes it perfectly. It's our meetup is some sort of like a supplement you take every two months. Yeah. So you feel, feel happy, connect and gain knowledge for only yeah. 15 euros. The price doesn't even matter, but to emphasize how accessible it is. Yeah, next with Temo Arena. And, and you get your your free upgraded Nordcoat coffee as well. Exactly. Only that that, that only <laughs> is already <laughs> a reason to come over. It's in Amsterdam in the Tollhuis town. And yeah, we are very happy to welcome welcome everybody over there. Follow us on Instagram. Where can people find you, Eduard? At Eduard de Wilde on Instagram. And, uh, and of course, at livehealthy.com and nordcoat.com. Sounds good. I had a very nice conversation. It was nice to have a one-on-one. -on -one. Thank you so much for your time, for your knowledge, for the practical tips as well. I think it's very helpful for people to just start with easy pillars. And I think that is the I think you covered that, the basics 
perfectly. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Until next time. See you.